0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Realty Shares. Browse professionally vetted real estate investments in just a few minutes and invest as little as $1,000 per transaction for both short and long-term investments. Register at no cost at BS and join the thousands of investors who have already registered with over $10 million already returned to investors to date. That's RealtyShares.com slash BS. The Bill Simmons podcast is also brought to you by HBO because they were nice enough to give me my own television show that launches next spring. Thank you. HBO newsflash. You don't need cable. You don't need satellite. You can watch HBO right now online live streaming. Just download the HBO now app. Start your free one month trial today and catch up on all the curb your enthusiasms because they're amazing. And I've been watching them all the time. Oh, what a great time to bring in Joe house. Hold on. Can I have some music? Oh, yeah. Joe House, can you hear me?
1: <laughs> yeah, we're riding. <laughs> I call shotgun.
0: Can you picture us rolling? Oh, I, I can picture us rolling, actually, Tupac. We're going to roll right into football picks. How are you, House?
1: Must be Friday. Must be Friday.
0: Tate, I think you mixed that a little too loud. You blew out some eardrums. <laughs> He's laughing. Uh yeah, we're gonna work on the mixing at some point. Hey, a couple quick announcements. Uh we're gonna be on Stitcher soon. Probably in the next I don't know, couple days. It's gonna happen. I like Stitcher, it's good.
2: The so,
1: people want that. Yeah. They've been they've been asking for that, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. So we got that. Check out Bill Simmons dot com for all the relevant uh podcasts that we've done. I think we've done sixteen, including we had guest hosts Chris Ryan and Juliet Littman previewed the NBA season. Uh We are closing in on 7 million listens for the month of October, which is amazing. We are averaging uh, over 400,000 per podcast, which is great. It pleases me to no end that you don't need a mothership to survive in the mean streets of the real world of creativity. Uh, So thank you everybody for spreading the word.
1: America is so friendly.
0: Yeah. So that number is going to go up too, because we keep getting subs and stuff. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for spreading
1: the word. We're trying to, China. Well, wait till you, you start getting some real, real guests and kick my ass to the curb. Nah. I, who wants Those real numbers guests really when go you up. can
0: talk to your friends? Uh, listen, football, <laughs> I crushed you last week. We do our best bets every week. I went 5-0. and oh. You're pretending I, I you don't even know coming. what your record is. I killed you. I crushed you, you heavy breathing <laughs> I weirdo. went 2-3 and
1: three last week.
0: Yeah, well,
1: I have uh, a big lead on let But let's talk a little bit of accountability because yeah. uh, it is uh, – Something that I think uh, folks would like to know. Yeah. Over the entire course of the season, there is a way to track how how we are doing against each other. We have the exact same number of wins at this moment in the football season against the spread.
0: In real life or in the podcast? In the podcast?
1: In real life. I think people care about real life. Okay, good point. Because here's the problem. We do uh, the podcast on Friday. It's oh, five games of interest, but we kind of click through all the games. And then yeah. you take the weekend, and on Sunday, you publish an Instagram yeah. with your final selection. You could do that, and too. And you have your own running tally. I could do that, and maybe yeah. I, I will start doing that as well.
0: Maybe you should um, do that instead you have your of watching, own running tally. Well, instead of watching the, the Undermans with your son. What's the show you watch <laughs> with your son? A, a Nickelodeon? Oh, uh, Thundermans the thundermans and so Thunderman. the thundermans maybe you should be instagramming <laughs> your pics what are your, what are your top 3 children's shows right now
1: uh my kid loves he's 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 all over scooby doo we're, we're we we are oh. rewatching every single scooby doo it's incredible like the last you know half decade
0: i love scooby doo
1: um so scooby doo is number 1 uh teenage mutant ninja turtles is high up there Still, some love for SpongeBob and uh, Thundermans comes on in the, at night. That's our uh, our uh, dinner time walk through.
0: My son, my beloved son, who turns eight this weekend, uh, started watching South Park on Hulu without us knowing. And I thought it might be okay until <laughs> until he told uh, he told me to suck my dick uh, in the kitchen. Oh no. which, Yeah, that was bad. Oh yeah. no! It turns out you're not really That's allowed not to say one. that. And yeah, you're not allowed to say that in our house when you're seven. So um his his Heine got slapped and uh and now he's no longer allowed to watch South Park. Uh but he's You might he, want
1: to cut off that Hulu access altogether.
0: Yeah. He's so Bob's burgers and The Simpsons a little bit safer. I really want him to have a great sense of humor. I like that he watched South Park, but there are some words that just cannot be repeated in school. And that's one of them. Uh I, I think you're talking about he can, he, fellatio is really off limits when you're seven, I feel like.
1: Probably, yeah, But one of my rules as a I, yeah, parent. I, he, he, he has a great sense of humor. He will continue to develop a great sense of humor. He doesn't need the television to help him right. along the way.
0: Well, what I really like is he's he's understands, even at an early age, to, to use nudity as a source of comedy, which I really enjoy. Because uh, that's something in college. Nudity becomes really, really important in a dorm. You really, you really have to use it strategically in the funniest ways possible. Uh, farting, he's been great at farting on your head when you're not looking, things like that. Like he's right in the right places, but I need him to develop the artistic comedy side too. So maybe Bob's Burgers and well, Simpsons. My kid,
1: do. my kid's in the phase, and, and tell me uh, when he'll grow out of this. Maybe the answer is never. Yeah, he's discovered his penis. Yeah, and uh, that's great. He likes to use it now. Yeah. So one of the things that, that he's doing, uh, he's climbing on the couch and then climbing up to the top of the couch. Yeah. And and climbing onto my shoulders. And then he's rubbing his groin on my head and say, Daddy, I'm rubbing my penis on your head. <laughs> penis on your head, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> what? Boy, get off of me. Get down. Yeah, Get that, down
0: the penis humor stage is fantastic. I love it, and and that's also when my son created my the penis word. Bonus on your head. That's also when my son created the word bonus for boner, which I think really <laughs> should replace boners as the erection word. The bonus.
1: <laughs> Dad I have it's a bonus. bonus. Is boner plural as bonus. Yeah, Dad, Dad I I have a bonus. About that. The kid has an awesome sense of humor.
0: Yeah, bonus is great. I try to use it in my personal life all the time now. Uh, All right. So that was uh, a conversation for mature audiences. Let's get to some football picks. The point is when you have a little boy, it's like having a wild animal. So if any of this sounds crazy to you, just you'll see if you have a boy. It's, it's, it's like, you know how they talk about like having, oh, we have a feral cat in our backyard. Oh, really? You have a feral cat? You don't let them in that? No, no. But we leave food for them. But little boys are like feral cats. They're just wild animals. They're not, they
1: are they're not civilized. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, they're
0: not civilized. Like you
1: just <laughs> look poop, they poop anywhere.
0: Poop anywhere. Anywhere. They won't wipe Piss their butt. They'll have big streaks on their won't underwear. Wipe. They don't care. Like they're they're just they're animals. Um I yes, love them. They are. So anyway, all right, uh Me too. We're gonna go through some picks. Here are the games that we did not pick this week. We're gonna run through them very quickly. The Chiefs are four-point favorites at home against the Lions. I like the Lions just because of the the two crappy teams playing each other. Just take the points corollary. Do you have an opinion?
1: I'm I'm there with you. I will be taking the Lions this week. Uh, um, I've been wrong on every game in London so far, so I expect the Chiefs to win by thirty. Um, but yeah. I like I feels like you know three would be fine. Four and a half is too much.
0: Do you think they should advertise this as the clock mismanagement bowl? Because it, this does feel like between Caldwell and Andy Reid, it, time actually might go backwards in this game.
1: I was Well, how about this? They put it on the day that time does, in fact, go backwards. Monday, <laughs> Sunday is fall back here it's in the United fight. States of America.
0: It's the daylight savings <laughs> Oh, yeah.
1: It really is. They They will stop time, literally.
0: Man, I wonder if Andy's going to be like an hour late to the game. That would be the ultimate clock management <laughs> fiasco for Andy Reid to actually show up an hour late. I can't wait. Wait
1: a minute. Do they set the clocks back in in England? Do they? What time is it here? Where, where, where are we?
0: He's going to wake up. He's, he's going to be six hours early. Uh. I can't wait to watch. I'm going to wake up early specifically to watch Andy Reid and Jim Caldwell staring at each other in complete confusion at the, in the sidelines. While while Andy Reid's holding a Denny's menu instead of a play chart, it's going to be all of it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I I, I rarely make emphatic predictions on this podcast, but here's one: this game will be decided by a coaching gaffe. Just flat out, a 100 percent one of these two coaches will ruin the game for their own team going to happen, lock it down uh so that's yet another reason to take the points all right Falcons are giving seven and a half to the bucks at home. Atlanta's kind of due for one of those forty to ten blowout games i don't know if this is the week i'm laying the points I don't feel good about it. You have an opinion
1: I like the bucks on the other side of it i, I it felt like too many points, and Atlanta has been so underwhelming yeah uh, really- the last couple of weeks. I feel like they have reverted to. Perhaps the team that they they really are, as opposed to yeah. the team that they kind of teased us with, the first handful of weeks. So I don't, I kind of like the extra half point there, the seven and a half. And yeah. Tampa impressed me last week against the DC Gruden's. Uh, they really beat the hell out of them until um, the inexperience of really the, the entire organization came to play. They got um, anxious and, and then they started making mistakes, and it's got to be. Uh, rolling downhill. The one, they, they still had every opportunity to win the game uh, with a minute left. They just had to make one stop, and they couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, I, I might switch my pick on that at some point before Sunday. I don't feel good about that game. I don't, I don't think the Falcons would look good. On the other hand, you could say they're due for an ass-kick game. They haven't really played well in four weeks. Maybe they're due. Well, uh, I, Browns.
1: Look, look, you sent me that little sheet. Have they had an ass-kick game this year?
0: Yeah, no, earlier. One. Yeah, They've had one. in the season. They, killed they had somebody. one. Um, yeah. They killed the Texans, I think. The Browns are getting yeah. six and a half points at home against the Cardinals of Arizona. Speaking of underwhelming, they have looked underwhelming in the last two weeks. They lost to Landry Jones. And I didn't think they looked good last week either in that Ravens game. How, how does How do you get a punt blocked when the Ravens can't score and you have a two-touchdown lead? Basically, just get out of there. It's over. And you get a punt blocked, and the, and now all of a sudden, yeah. and and then you totally blow the game clinching drive, and you're throwing passes on second down, and getting intentional groundings, and running out of bounds, and it was a very sloppy game, and they almost blew yeah, it, like get, the get Ravens the almost block, scored. That's... What Look,
1: happened? Look, they they that was a you know trying to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory kind of deal, and that's the kind of thing that crappy three and four teams like the DC Gruden's and the Eagles and the and and. Uh, teams of that class um, uh, succumb to, find themselves in. Uh, getting the punk block that lets the other team in, that's Jim Harbaugh college shit right there. Yeah. I mean, that's not supposed to happen at the pro level. So come on, Cards, lock it down. I like the Browns. Uh, I and I'm getting all those points.
0: I did too. I almost threw them into my five picks, and then I remembered that they're the Browns. Uh, here's another one of two crappy teams where you're getting more than three points and you might as well take the points. The Titans getting three and a half in Houston. Both of these teams are terrible. Houston, I think, is particularly terrible. They just lost Arian Foster. We're, they,
1: they, we're in violent
0: agreement about Houston. They suck. I, I don't think they should be favored by I don't three know over what, anyone in the league.
1: I agree with that. Uh, under any circumstances. I'm not sure what would have to happen for me to talk myself into taking the Texans. Like getting 30 against the Patriots or something? I'm not sure. Um, I like That's a fun uh, game. the Titans. I was really impressed... By the Titans against uh, Atlanta last week, they they somehow got a cover. They had the, the stupid Falcons had seventy five ways to cover that dumb number, yeah. and they blew it uh, each and every time. And Zach uh, Mettenberger, yeah, Metenberg. what's his name? Metten, yeah, I got it right. Mettenberger um, somehow, you know, they got a cover out of it. Yeah, uh,
0: I will not anyway. watch. A, I will not watch a minute of this game. Here's a game I will I watch. A second. And I'm also excited. And teach the Heidi Bowl nineteen sixty nine, the Raiders going for a winner watch this. Oh! Uh somebody just tell Chris Berman that he's done the Heidi Bowl thing for forty years. It's over. Jay, no nobody under forty five. No I was I, you and I were the generation that were the generation after the Heidi game, and even we don't care anymore. Raiders, plus three at home against the New York Jets, who are really starting to get respect now as a top seven, top eight team. And I had trouble with this game. I really wanted to just grab the Raiders and make them one of my best five because I like the Raiders. I think they're above average. The Jets scare me a little. I got to say, I backed off. What'd you do?
1: I uh, will be taking the Jets in this game. I, I really respect the Raiders. They they had uh, they they took care of business last week against the. Really, did. that was an yeah. awesome performance by them. Um and they hit exactly the, the the thesis that you advanced. They they cashed for, for the for the cause. I think the cause had that as their as his best bet last week. Yeah. Um so all respect to the to the Raiders. They're just not at the same level as the Jets. That Jets defense is, is really impressive.
0: Here's the here's my counter. When are we gonna have a, one of those games where Ryan Fitzpatrick just sucks? Just blows. Uh, Just single-handed is the game. Right? The which one?
1: They, uh, I think the Eagles game. Wasn't that our Fitzpatrick special?
0: <laughs> I like
1: that. I, I feel good about calling it a Fitzpatrick special. I like that.
0: It's, it's, uh, it's a special. It's scrambled eggs with poop on it. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like getting the points. I think this is a three-point game,
1: and I could totally see. I think it's see, a three-point game too. I, so
0: here's the other thing. All right, Uh-oh. Raiders are up by four with seven <laughs> minutes left, and Fitzpatrick's on his own twenty. It's like third and twelve. Do you feel good about that? I'd feel terrible. I'm taking I'm, the points. I think
1: I'm okay with it. Uh, I am laying, I'm laying not, the I'm points. I'm probably take the death.
0: I don't know why this isn't one of my best five. Seahawks minus six and a half in Dallas. I, I can't think of a single reason why this isn't one of my best five.
1: I don't the, know. the only reason um, that I didn't put it into my best five is because is all the contrary angles support yeah. Dallas here. Dallas on this stretch of, of losses and, and um, failed covers, you know, that at some point the the regression suggests that there will be a, a, um, a cover coming along the way here. And see, so, yeah, this might be, you know, just pull out an, a, enough, you know, Uh, for Seattle tell me why I shouldn't throw
0: tell me why I shouldn't throw a thousand dollars on a Seahawks Rams tease Rams at home against the Niners tease that down to two and a half tease the Seahawks to a half point
1: oh um, I would encourage that okay when we hang up the phone on this podcast today we'll discuss it further
0: I don't even think there's much to discuss I like that I think you just put that one in I like that one Uh, four by teams Buffalo, Jacksonville, Philly and Washington you don't have to watch your team this week this is what Kirk Cousins bye does. Bye. What did he say? This is what I do? This is what we do?
1: You like that.
0: Did you like that? What did he say?
1: Huh? Well, he kind of left out, left out did, but it was, it was an implied, it was so vigorous and forceful. You like that?
0: You like that? I liked it. I liked it. I like having it some heard. fire. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe he took shit for that. God forbid my quarterback's excited that he just won a game in the last minute. I want him to be excited. What, do I want him to be upset about it?
1: I thought, it, well, I, I'm here in the D.C. bubble, so I didn't hear about him taking any any guff for it. I, everybody Man, here loved it, I think.
0: People made fun of it on the Internet, but that's what the Internet's for.
1: Well, cause it, well it deserved to be made fun of. It's funny. Okay, so. It's an, all, it's an all-time classic vine to send to your friends every, t- every time you kick their butt in something.
0: At least he didn't headbutt the wall like us. For at uh, so, our first game is the Vikings and the Bears. The Vikings are one point favorites in Chicago. We both picked this game. I should mention, I was reading uh, the always excellent DVOA ratings on uh, on Football Outsiders. Aaron Schatz stepped it up this year. They, he's really he's really yeah. thrown himself into the DVOA ratings this year. I appreciate Aaron Schott's. Uh He pointed out Minnesota's has a super easy sched so far. 20th and D, 28th and DVOA um and they've had a ton of turnover luck they they've recovered all four fumbles on defense and I think they're like five of eight of the fumbles on offense they've recovered for themselves there's a lot of science here that the Vikings are uh are ready to regress who'd you take in this game
1: I took the Bears
0: I have the Bears I as like, well
1: uh how about that? Yeah. I like the Bears at home? They're six and one straight up and against the spread in the last seven uh, uh, matchups at home in this uh, series, yeah, uh, and I also like the fact that Minnesota hasn't won three straight games since two thousand and twelve.
0: I also like betting on Teddy Bridgewater I respect Minnesota though I like betting I like betting against Teddy Bridgewater outdoors on the road makes me happy for some reason,
1: yeah. All right, and we keep saying, we keep using sneaky good for the Bears' defense. And and you know what? I think they're sneaky good.
0: Yeah. And Cutler now, I think they had a bye week last week. Cutler should be relatively healthy at this point. Yeah, I like the Bears' plus one. Next game is just me. Steelers laying one and a half at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. Ben Roethlisberger back in the lineup. Uh, I would say it's a borderline must win for the for the Steelers. Steelers are four and three they uh they have three straight home games right now. Cincinnati at home, Oakland at home, Cleveland at home, and then a bye week. So if you're if you're in the Steelers right now, you feel great. You're home for a month. You're just in a good mood. Your quarterback's coming back. You're playing the Bengals, you hate the Bengals, one of your least favorite teams. Bengals are 6 and 0. They have at Pittsburgh this week and then they have a Thursday game 4 days later at home against Cleveland. Um I don't know. I just like the spot. It feels like if the Steelers are have any chance to come back in this division, this is the all-time must-win. And in general, it's a must-win because, you know, they, they have a really tough schedule late. They go, after the bye, they go at Seattle, Indy Sunday night at home, at Cincy, home for Denver, at Baltimore on a Sunday night at Cleveland. So they end with two road games. I feel like this is a must-win for them. So I'm, t- I'm laying the points and uh, what's your opinion? It's not one of your best five, but who do you have?
1: Yeah, I left it off my best five. I like the Steelers quite a bit in in this position uh, for the same reason. I like the spot. The reason I left it off of my uh, top five is because there is this trend that's, that shows that Big Ben in his first game coming back off an injury doesn't have a good record against the spread. Mm. He's like two and four, um, which is why I, I laid off <laughs> He's it. been but injured that many easily, times? Easily, easily, easily. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's been playing a long time. Yeah. All right, you have um, you and, I, he's a, and he takes a lot of hits. So,
0: I like the Steelers. I I I think they're a pretty good team. I like their game breakers. I like that they have three guys in the field who can go for sixty yards at any time. And uh,
1: it's I and also just, it's not disrespectful to to the Bengals to to take the Steelers here.
0: No, I actually thought the line now that Roethlisberger is playing, I thought it should have been two and a half. Maybe it will get there by by game time, but I think this can be a high scoring game. That's right. my other prediction for it. I don't have. I didn't pick this game. You did. Ravens three and a half at home against the Chargers. I actually always have liked the Ravens at home, and you can make a case they could be six and one, they could be one and six. Like you know, they've every game they've played, with the possible exception of Monday night, they've been in at the end, and even the Monday night one, they somehow found a way to have the ball down eight with the chance to to tie it. I, uh, I had the Ravens penciled in, and then I started thinking about them. I think the Chargers suck. Chargers can throw the ball, and the Ravens just give up long passes over and over again. It does seem like Phil they Rivers could could sure torch do. them, so I stayed away. Who'd you take?
1: I took the Baltimore Ravens. And yeah. It was uh, an angle play. They've they've only covered the spread once so yep. far this season, and there's a nice angle that says that teams entering Week Eight having covered the spread only once. Um, cover 60 percent of the time in week eight so I just I like the angle I also having watched uh, the entirety of that game with Arizona was I was flabbergasted I was amazed the the Ravens shoot themselves in the foot so many different ways they create so many opportunities for the other team um, to take sort of easy easy shots at, at scores and they Uh, kill their own drives themselves the ravens it 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 felt like a little bit you know i said you know this is what it's like watching my team the dc grudens that's what we do that's not what the ravens you know it's been the the long-standing uh you know running joke here in the dc uh you know baltimore corridor about how great the organization is up in baltimore and how they've they've built from within they have uh you know they 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 build teams through the draft. They don't go out and play in free agency. There's stability there at the GM spot. um, And they're sort of the model franchise as a foil against the the silly DC team. Um, But watching that game, that's the first time I've sat and watched the Ravens from the beginning to end. It felt a little like there was some burgundy and gold going on there. But they've lost every single game this season by a single score.
0: I know, but last week was a fluke.
1: All of their losses have been by a single score.
0: I think they stink, but I also think the Chargers stink. <laughs> I and the think Ravens they stink are too, I,
1: but I, I just like the angle.
0: I'm taking the Ravens minus three and a half in that game, but' I'm not it's not one of my five. Here is one of my five. The Rams are laying eight and a half points at home against Kaepernick and the 49ers. Um, I've been on this train for a month now. If you're playing a good, if Kaepernick's playing a good defense, I'm taking the defense. And I don't care what the line is. And I li- I like this Rams team. And this feels like the kind of game where, if they get up by ten points, the game's over. There's no way the Niners can come back. Feels like a thirty to three, um, and maybe a Kaepernick last stand type of game too, where this is the last time he starts this season. I like the spot, and uh, and I think the Rams I, are I, really way,
1: good. I, I agree. I think the Rams are good. Eight and a half just felt like. Too much for the for the Rams offense. I don't quite trust that offense yet um, to to be able to run out to a thirty to three uh, kind of kind of game. I think uh, the defense and the special I, I, teams
0: I, can cover the eight and a half.
1: I think the Rams are a perfect candidate for a T E A S E R this week. I really enjoy them in that kind of capacity.
0: Next game, you pick this. I have the Giants plus three and a half. At New Orleans, but did not put that in my top five. Who'd you have?
1: I uh, have the Giants plus three and a half at New Orleans as well, and I made it one of my uh, plays purely on a power ranking basis. The Giants are still hovering around the top ten, and the Saints are, you know, a decent notch below that in every single kind of power ranking you look at. Um, so I like very much uh, getting points in that kind of context. The Saints. Um, you know, have one and covered at home uh, after an zero and six stretch. Yeah, you know they used to be uh, unbeatable at home, but three and a half is too much. Two and a half, and I probably would have left this game alone. Me it's too. The extra point that I like uh, the Giants getting here
0: feels like a three point game, and also like if you're the Giants, yep. oh, let me do the Phil Sims. Let me do my Phil Sims. I was working on my Phil Sims impersonation on Twitter yesterday. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it here. Yeah, you did. It was pretty good. Joe, uh, you know, when you talk about the Giants, we, we've we been talking about them for a couple of days. When you're talking about the Giants, you're talking about a team that is talking about trying to talk about coming back and trying to be better. And that's what they're trying to do. And we and we've talked. To, we've been talking about that all week. They're talking about, maybe talking about, talking about, possibly talking about making a run here.
1: Would you like Thank to talk him. about Eli on a, on the road?
0: <laughs> uh, Eli. Eli's like he's like the Black Widow. That should be his nickname. It's it's he he's what was that movie with uh the movie from the eighties, the Black Widow, where you, you can't the good looking girl you can't resist who she ends up killing all of her husbands. That's Eli. He's that's Eli he, for gambling. He's it, football bipolar
1: he looks, is what he is.
0: Yeah, anytime he looks good. All of a sudden, you're going to be dead in the bathtub because you trusted him. That's right.
1: And he's a, he's football schizophrenia. He's the embodiment of it.
0: Yeah, um, but I'm with you. I think I think he covers the spread. They're four and three. They uh, they have a chance to to pull away in this division a little bit over the next couple of weeks because they have at New Orleans and at Tampa, and then the Patriots at home. A game wow. that every Patriots wow. fan, even though we're going to sound super confident about it, we're all nervous. We don't like playing the Giants. Giants get very So I'm really, confident.
1: really, really... Yeah, not, now I'm really rooting for them to, to be 6-3 and three entering that game. It'd be fun. That I would like, make it extra tasty.
0: So I like the Giants. I, I, I'm taking the Black Widow as well. All right. Uh, well, let's go to Monday night. You have... Panthers-Colts. Panthers 7 at home against the Colts. You picked this game for the best five. I did not. Who, Jeff?
1: I like Indy uh, getting the points. Indy broke my heart last week at home against the Saints. The the Saints? Mm. Saints. The Saints. Um, I had this whole narrative. We got on the pod. I talked about how good Indy looked, that Andrew Luck was back, that, that game against the Pats as a turning point kind of game, they were coming into form. That was the form we expected to see all season long out of the Colts. And then they took a great big dump in my bed and then they left it right by the pillow. So I could, I could, you know, it would be near my where where I have to be breathing. Um, And uh, all the same, I like them here. (laughs) I think Carolina and Indy are not that far apart um, in terms of the quality of the teams uh, Carolina has covered the spread in five of their six games. The, the record of those teams that they have covered the spread against is 15 and 26. Yep. Um, and they they do not have a single win against a team with a winning record. Uh, so I I think Carol. I mean I've been very impressed with Carolina. Carolina is built uh, as as a playoff team right now their formula is 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 kind of a playoff kind of formula yeah um but that offense 22nd rank offense not that impressive seven just felt like too much i like indy
0: i uh well a couple red flags here one is that it's pretty much a must win for indy they have a lot of turmoil right now they need to look good in the game soon carolina the line's a little bit too high for what they've done as you said I think everybody's going to have Carolina in a tease, which worries me. Like if you have the Rams, Carolina in a tease, you have the Seahawks, Carolina in a tease, and you just kind of wait, oh, yeah, and then Carolina's going to win. I'm going to win my tease, and then they screw up. Uh, here, Here's the red flags the other way. Indy just looks terribly coached. I, I think they look top five sloppy, most disjointed team that we've seen this season. So that's one thing that mismanaged. scares me. Mismanaged. A lot of mismanagement, and... I, I don't like that they keep falling. I mean, Tate and I were talking about this. How many times has Indy fallen behind by 20 points during the Luck era? It seems like that's happened 20 times. Uh so that makes me nervous. One,
1: four or five of them this season.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just a sign that you're you're poorly coached. So that's one problem. Here's the other thing. I don't think Luck looks healthy. Wait, like during that Pats game, I didn't think he was throwing the ball right. It looked like he was pushing it because, like, his shoulder was messed up. He just doesn't look right to me, and I don't. I don't know if that's something that is ga- is going to change. And uh, I don't know. I, so I stayed away. I, I'm probably going to actually take the points, the Panthers, because I, I think the Pagano thing is is reaching a point where he's going to get cans in. So um, we'll see, though. I mean, this is the this is it. This is where you turn your season around if you're the Colts with this game right here, because. After that they go uh home for Denver bye week at Atlanta, home for Tampa at Pittsburgh Sunday night. But then their last four games are at Jacksonville, home for Houston, at Miami, home for Tennessee. They, they could run the slate in the last month. So uh all right, last game. We both have this. It's a classic. <laughs> Packers, Broncos. Broncos getting three at home. Peyton Manning getting three at home. I don't know if there's been a bigger slap Osteen's in his face. coming
1: off, the, off a bye, too, right?
0: shots pointed yeah. this out in his piece. Denver, Denver's basically first in defensive DVOA and their last in offensive DVOA, which is pretty much unprecedented. Nobody's ever finished that way, and I don't think Denver will either. But the disparity the only real comparison he could come up with for a team that made the playoffs was the 91 Eagles, a team that we both remember fond- fondly. Awesome defense, horrendous offense. Great book written about them by Mark Bowden. I think it was called Bringing the Heat, something like that. Uh huh. But I, la- I used to like betting on and against that team because you can kind of figure out when they were going to not score points and when they were and all that stuff. I love the Packers. I just think they're better. I don't think Manning's faults have have truly manifested themselves in a big game i don't see Rodgers losing to manning I, I just think green bay's better i i would feel stupid taking denver in this game and i'm sure i'm gonna feel stupid when they somehow cover or lose by two or something who do you have
1: well look i i i can't quit you chicken parm oh wow i i, I can't quit you chicken parm Chicken palm, you taste so good. I got the Denver Broncos. I love Peyton Manning in this situation. I love Denver getting points at home. Mm. All of the factors that you just cited are the the counterpoints um, that make all the sense in the world. If you just think about this game as which team do you think at this stage of the season is a better team? Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, and, and Green Bay uh, slightly more impressive along the way here. Denver has been pulling out um, wins against middling teams, um, kind of unimpressive wins against teams like Cleveland. And, you know, Oakland's on the come up, but, you know, they they didn't really beat Oakland's butt. Um, They let Minnesota back into that game and failed to cover against Minnesota at home after being up by two scores. So I completely understand. Wait a second. Can uh, I interrupt you? uh,
0: Denver hasn't played a good team yet. The best team they've played is the Vikings, and they barely won and probably shouldn't
1: have. Who who would we say is Green Bay's best W?
0: I, it doesn't matter because they have Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback in the league. I just don't think he's losing in Denver. It's not happening.
1: Tom Brady's mad at you, by the way, right now.
0: I love Tom Brady. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. Even I'd admit it. i defend Tom Brady more than anybody, but... Aaron Rodgers can do all the things Tom Brady can do, and he can also move around. You know. Now, with
1: that said, so the Packers' best win is over the Rams. Yeah, that's
0: a good win. If I'm if I'm down ten, if I'm down ten with ten minutes left in a Super Bowl, I'm taking Tom Brady. That's the difference. Aaron Rodgers still hasn't proven to me in a time of ultimate crisis, in a gigantic spot, that he's going to get it done. I'm not saying he can't. I just you know Brady like can. I'm mean, if I had to bet my life on one of those two guys in that spot, I'm taking Brady. But I think Rodgers is a better week to week quarterback. He just what can't he do? He does every he, he does every single thing you'd want a quarterback to do. You know? Um and you're I, betting I, against I him like a jackass. Against, here, you're, be, you're betting against right, well, him.
1: Well I, I I like Denver at home. I like Denver at home. There there's a bunch of nice trends that support Great. uh Denver in this spot. You know, teams coming off of, uh, uh, with a 5-0 and record, playing with rest, and uh, Green Bay gives up uh, nearly four yards, uh, a rush on, on defense. Not, Aaron Rodgers. Not great. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> in I'm, that I'm just position, saying, look, these are my stats. Aaron like Rodgers. Denver 12-2 and two at, 12-2 and two against the spread. I like that number.
0: Aaron Rodgers.
1: Denver 14-3 and three straight up and against the spread at home after a bye week. I like that number. Aaron now, Rogers. on the other side, Green Bay has a very good against-a-spread record uh, with, with rest. And I like Aaron Rodgers. But chicken parm, you <laughs> taste so good. All
0: right, here are picks. You I'm, have, throwing, uh,
1: I'm rolling with my boy.
0: I have the Steelers, minus 1.5. You have the Ravens, minus 3.5. I have the Rams, minus 8.5. You have the Giants, plus 3.5. You have the Colts, plus 7. And... We both have Bears plus 1 and Bears. You have Packer, you have Broncos plus 3. I have Packers minus 3. So that'll be our head-to-head game. Uh good times. Let's let's talk some NBA, but before yeah. we do, um here's a Jeopardy question for your house. Ready? All right. He's a writer who recently released a book about rap that made the New York Times bestseller list and was named the Pitchfork oh. Book Club Selection. Who is this writer?
1: Yeah. Who is Shay Serrano the homie?
0: The book is called The Rap Year Book. Yeah, you got that right. Congratulations. The book is called The Rap Year Book, the most important rap song from every year since 1979 discussed, debated, and deconstructed. It's so popular that the book sold out on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. You can't even get it right now. You have to, you have to, Whoa. it's not even a pre order. It's like you just have to order it and hope they print more and you can get it eventually. Uh, if you love rap, if you love arguing about rap, you like both, you like, you love rap and you love arguing about rap, right? Right? Yeah.
1: I both of those things. Yeah. And I don't have my copy yet. I had no idea it was going to be out of print already.
0: You like cool drawings. You like the really like cool, like, really well done drawings. You love funny writing. You love Shea. Serrano. The comic
1: book that they did three years ago was awesome too. I love Shay.
0: You oh. love Shea Serrano, as do I. Uh, for God's sakes, purchase this book online. It's called the Wrap Your Book. Get it now. And uh, I love Shay anyway, and he and he was an awesome person to work with at Grantland, and uh, I'm really happy for him. He had some great, some great uh, showings at at his different book tours. Um around the country more importantly he knows every line from Blood In Blood Out which is the single most impressive thing about him he can just recite the whole movie from beginning to end which is never on it's never on TV which really bothers me I, as I've told you many times I think there should be a prison movie channel called Bars with a Z and if there was a prison oh, like movie that. channel it would be they, Blood In Blood Out would be on all the time but there's not so we it's never on and it's upsetting but congratulations to my man Shay. Go check out that book. All right, let's awesome. talk Let's talk NBA really quickly. Um, sure. It's really early. We've only had three days of games. We only had one marathon day on Wednesday. All right, here's some stuff I did like. Andrew Bogut sizing the uh, ring for his middle finger and then claiming it was some sort of Australian thing. I think it's a total Mark Jackson thing. I think it was his last move in his blood feud with Mark Jackson. I love that. Wow. I loved what Curry did on opening night against, uh, against the World Series game. So, really, nobody saw it except the diehard basketball fans. But after hearing about how lucky they were for the whole summer and then the preseason, he came out and he just completely destroyed the first team he saw on national television, which I thought was great. Did you watch that game?
1: He was, he was, he was incandescent. I did watch that game. Yeah. I was traveling this week. It was awesome. I, I made a point of making sure I was in front of the TV at 10 o'clock Wednesday night. It was spectacular. Uh,
0: rookie Tuesday of the, night. Tuesday r- night. the rookie of the year race is going to be really fun this year. Okafer's going to put up points and rebounds. He, he just is. Moutier, and turnovers. Moutier, who is the definition of when the gush how they have an NBA body, that dude's yeah. going to put up numbers. He's going to put up turnovers too. But
1: he's... A, he might he, get some quadruple doubles with the fourth being the turnovers.
0: He's a force, man. He... he it reminds me of Tyreek during Tyreek's rookie year, where it's just like the body was ready to be a superstar, but the brain wasn't there yet, and it's just all over the map. That but was the, yeah.
1: That was the single most impressive performance of uh, this week so far. Was Denver handling Houston at Houston? No, Dwight Howard. That was impressive.
0: Yeah, I know. No, Dwight Howard, but I know, still, but I agree.
1: They have. This is the point. We we. We were so long on, on Houston. We love Houston because they, they have so many interchangeable parts. I mean, you you, you can't say because they didn't have the one dude. The whole True. point behind Houston and their success this year is, you know, they're, they're 12 deep. Well, you know, no Dwight Howard and, and Denver comes into your house and whoops your ass. I didn't like it. Come on.
0: Yeah, that – it made me mad, like actually. Yeah, it made me mad at Houston. Like, you're getting thrown in all these championship conversations and – Things good things are going to happen. Is this the year they make the finals? Can you win the title if you? And then they just lay a big fart on opening night. I didn't like that. You got to come out and win that
1: game. But twenty point lo- loss to, to Denver.
0: We might have been off on Denver. I don't want to overreact that for the one game, but you—they have a lot of basketball players in that team that I like. You know, Gallo looked good.
1: Well, they—they they still. The, 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 the long-term view with them is um, whenever they hit the stretch that you expect them to hit of a little bit of a rough patch in, in, in the West, it yeah. still makes sense for them to get young assets for their veteran players and let those veteran players go other places. It's awesome for Gallo to be healthy, though. I love healthy Gallo.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I was really hoping the Celtics were going to trade for him last summer. I was very focused on it. Didn't, and then Denver signed a new extension. But I had 25 wins was there over-under, and I think that in retrospect, I didn't realize Mudiay was going to be this far along. And let me tell you something: I don't. I'm not buddies with any Kings fans, so I'm, I'll never, fortunately, have to be in this situation. But the fact that they took Willie Cauley Stein over Mudiay, that's one of those things. Like, like if Tate, like Tate, if Tate came in, and he's a Kings fan, and he just walked in today to tape the pod. I don't know if I'd be able to make eye contact with him. I don't know if I'd be able Think to even discuss that the kings of them. Like
1: it's 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 when the Hawks took Marvin Williams over Chris Paul. I mean,
0: it's just horrible. Like they also passed up Winslow, which it was did, a little more that. defensible because they had taken uh, perimeter guys the previous two years too with the lottery picks. So I I'll I'll give them a pass on that. But they had no point guard. They didn't take Moody just because he didn't work out for them, and they were scared to take him. Just take him. Trade him. He had the most value.
1: He played professional basketball in China last year. It's not a guy that you have to guess about.
0: He was was the number one prospect heading into that college season over Towns and over Okafor. Moutier was the number one guy. Everybody said he was going to be, he had the most star potential. And, you know, the Kings have done just a series of idiotic things over the last couple years. But... Just not taking Moody and figuring it out later I I, I I think was egregious. If I had been doing that draft and that had happened, um I it would have been a, a minute and a half long monologue. In the moment it was stupid. You can take Willie cauley Stein now, who else is taking him? Denver wasn't taking Willie cauley Stein, the Pistons weren't taking him, the Hornets weren't taking him, Miami wasn't taking him, where was he going? He was going to the Pacers at eleven, if anything. So why are you taking him at six? Take yeah. Moutier. What are you doing? And you watch that guy for 10 minutes and it's like, that dude's a basketball player. He's going to be really good at some point in his life. That <laughs> he, is, he is huge and he does stuff and he's just scary. How do you not take him?
1: Great court vision. Love I'm, the court vision of oh, him.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't he's work out for you. Team. He didn't work out for you? Go on fucking YouTube and watch and watch him on YouTube for five minutes. What are you doing? <laughs> Well, he didn't. Work. I didn't get to uh, see him in person. We can't take him. What? We have YouTube. We have scouting tapes. He was in China.
1: He was in China.
0: It makes me mad. And then the Kings Could fans get Chan. mad. They're like, the Kings fans are like, why are you piling up on us? It's like, I'm not piling up on you. I'm, I'm on your side. You should be mad that you don't have Moody in your team. Anyway, there
1: uh, needs to be a little accountability. You know what? It's I have an apology to make to you. Who lives in virtual reality?
0: I know. Oh. I a, Vivek lives in virtual reality. It's perfect. Uh, I have an apology for you and Sal. We were talking about bets before the season. Okay. We made a couple. I I swear on my kid's life. I wrote a sentence about Rubio for the assist title, and he was like 10 to 1. And I was like, we should throw a flyer on this. And then I thought you'd make fun of me, and I deleted it.
1: What? Yeah. I would not have made fun of you. I'm not making fun of anything having to do with Minnesota this season. I think they're they're going to lead kind of a charmed existence. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be you know the the intangibles that come from losing a leader like Flip. Yeah. I, 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 l- l- let's do it. It's not too late. I mean, wh- how much have the odds changed?
0: I My thinking was they just, we talked about it when we did our over-under, and I, I took the over for them because I thought they were athletic, and I, th- I really felt like Rubio was going to have a career year. Chen and I, in our salary cap week, I was pushing him for Rubio, and then somebody randomly just took him, like three rounds before we thought he was going to go. But if Rubio's ever going to have a career year, it's this year with Wiggins and Towns. I like Towns. Towns look good in that Laker game. I like Towns I too. him Yeah, he's just athletic. He's just, no way that guy's going to
1: Everybody looks good against. It's going to look good against the That's Lakers true. this year.
0: <laughs> if I was a Laker fan, and thank God I'm not, uh, I would be going insane about Kobe shooting 24 shots in that first game as D'Angelo Russell just stood awkwardly <laughs> ten feet away. What is your plan? What are you doing?
1: Points? 24 shots. That was it, so good. It made me so happy. I loved it. Uh, 24 then, points on 24 shots.
0: And then poor D'Angelo Russell's getting like bust buzz. It's like, yeah, good luck. Good luck anybody on the, in that situation. He's a point guard. He needs the ball in his hands. He's just he going to stand there and watch Kobe jack up shots. Dumbest franchise on the planet.
1: I, I, don't, I don't even we, know what to say have, about um, that. We have one thing to rectify from the over under pod. Yeah, we only came up with seven playoff teams in the West.
0: I know. Yeah, a couple of people emailed me about that. We, our, my math was wrong. Let's fix that. Well, it It's somebody from that we, Phoenix, uh, Sacramento, the, all those Portland, all those teams. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Are we going to pick one of them? No. We're we just gonna say it's gonna be one of those teams.
0: I I have a controversial to say. I I think there's only gonna be seven playoff teams in the West. I don't even think there's gonna be eight. <laughs> <It's like>,
1: what? <laughs> what? You changed the rules? Uh,
0: I I I don't know. Who is it?
1: Okay. I, I'm gonna give a slight lean to Phoenix.
0: Safest bet.
1: They were on the door. They were knocking on the door twice the last couple of years, even though I think I took the under for this year.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I was talking earlier about how New Orleans is in trouble because they have to get to, like, 47, 48 wins. Maybe they don't. Maybe you just need to get to, like, 41. Maybe the seventh and eighth seeds are going to have 41 win seasons. I don't know.
1: So there will be five teams, like, like Dallas will hang around, Phoenix will be there, Portland might win, you know, mid, mid-30s. Uh, maybe Denver's a different team than we thought.
0: I have a really embarrassing question. Are, are we ahead. sure Are we sure Minnesota can't make the playoffs? Mm.
1: It would require a leap out of Wiggins, wouldn't it? Are that we sure, would have to
0: be the thesis. Are we sure he can't we make it? We
1: expect Wiggins to be... Well, no, 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 no. We're not sure. We are not saying that, I, e, that it's not possible.
0: That them. eight spot's but wide that's open, what it would
1: man. it to be based on.
0: And by the way, Sacramento, it's wide open for them, too.
1: It's They're just, legitimately in, in the mix, and we both took them on the over.
0: Denver, it's a little bit open for? That, we should, let's continue like that conversation the, next week. We Shout out to our dude, Steve Nash, Ring of Honor in Phoenix. Um, awesome. Really fun to watch that dude. I don't know where. I I got to redo the pyramid at some point. I had him in the '30s before, and that was before he had his little 2010 playoff run. I think. Uh, somewhere he's somewhere in the top 35. Certainly one of the best offensive point guards we've ever seen. And uh, two-time MVP of the league. It's too bad he left Phoenix. I think, and and you know he got paid. It's great. Lakers, who's living in L.A. and all that stuff, but. It is a bummer his it just everything just didn't end for him in, in Phoenix. Uh two more quick things, then we're gonna call Jacko. I'm gonna call Jacko, I'm gonna get rid of you. Uh good, good. The new Clippers uniform and logo.
1: Thoughts? Kinda like it. What? Don't hate it. Kinda like it. Okay. Oh, I don't hate it. Oh,
0: I think it's an atrocity. <laughs>
1: I, it, it, I, it seems like change for change's sake, which is silly, but you know, it, it, it doesn't—it doesn't hurt my eyes.
0: The new logo looks like something David Cho would have brought to me in 2012 as a possibility for the new Grantland logo, and we would have gotten in an argument in his office. That's how I feel about the Clippers See, logo. I have a
1: soft spot for. Shout out to David Cho. I have Cho. a soft spot for David Cho, so. yeah, I did too. <laughs> Shout I'm out just to saying, David we, Cho. I, I'm not I saying
0: like, we would have had lingering bad feelings. I
1: like his, his sensibilities. I, yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I I roll with the Cho sensibility, and it's the Cho sensibility that landed on the Clippers jersey. R- rock out with your cock out. I'm on it.
0: <laughs> the uniforms are terrible.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I guess the counter argument is, anytime you can change a history that's just awful and tortured, you got to do it. But uh,
1: every every which way you can yeah. change the jerseys, change the shoes, change the floor.
0: Change it all. Oh, I, I forgot to mention, we were talking about the Rookie of the Year race. We got sidetracked because I mentioned Moutier. Hazonia, Orlando was running crunch time plays for Hazonia and he airballed one of them, but I was still into it. He, he's the creator in that team. Yeah. Buy Hazonia stock right now. Well,
1: it's, it's not a mistake because he has the confidence. Yeah. He's not phased. You want the guy with the ball in his hands who's not phased. Now, Oladipo had a very good game. Uh, he did. Against my, but my, Hazonia's uh, the creator. Almost bullets. And Yeah, I, I'm super impressed. You told me that I'd be impressed, super impressed.
0: You know what I liked about Hazonia? He shot the air ball like a minute left. They had the lead. And normally yeah. if a rookie did that, they'd have that scared dog look. Like, scared rescue dog look. Like, oh my god, I did it bad. I peed on the rug. I'm sorry. Hazonia just had it look like, look, I'm going to have sex with somebody tonight. I just want you guys to know. I don't care that I just airballed that. Tonight I'm going to go out in Washington, and there's some Spanish girls waiting for me, and I'm going to have sex with three of them. So I don't care about that airball at all. That's how he carries himself. I I'm love it. Him. I love Hazonia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling him unfazed Hazonia. That's going to be my name for him all season long. Unfazed I'm going to call Hazonia.
0: him, I'm having sex with everybody and I might win the rookie of the year Hisonia. I think he's getting all the, Rafael so he's Nadal. He's the mantle from, from Gallinari. Well, you think Nadal probably has settled down a little, right? And Pau has a girlfriend. Every like four or five years, there's a new Spanish athlete who's just, who just leaves a trail. And I think it's going to be Hisonia. I think he's the guy. I think I think I, I predict lots of supermodels and actresses, and you just will not see him without a smoke show at his side at any point in the next five years. Well, I
1: welcome it. I look forward to it. Keep I can't doing wait your thing, be Mario.
0: And last thing uh, LeBron's yeah. back. I mean, literally his back, like the back part of his body. Uh, not good.
1: I mean, surprise, 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 right? Didn't we talk about this?
0: Try not to get fired. Um. So. Ooh, me? Yeah, I was I was joking. Um, I see. Wear and tear. Year thirteen. Five straight finals. Nine straight months of basketball, year after year, since two thousand ten. And it's not sustainable. At some point, it's
1: at some point. It's an unparalleled run yeah. of maximum basketball.
0: It's it's never happened before. Nobody's done this. Nobody's Which done this without breaking down on so some form. I liked it. It's it's it's
1: with, with with you add in the um the world games and the Olympics along with it that he has to do.
0: It's funny you to carry know, the banner. Yeah, and people are talking about um Miami injuries, Wade, Bosch, what's gonna happen. But to me, Cleveland's the injury team because they've already had two of them. And they're also asking for another 100-game season from LeBron where he does everything and he does the queen of the chessboard thing again. And that's great. But at some point, it has to end. And we were saying this with Kobe, too, in 2010, 2011, 2012. Wow, this is crazy. How is he doing this? How How is he going to keep it at this level? How is his body going to keep doing And then he tore his Achilles and he's played 41 games in three years. I'm not saying this going to happen to LeBron. We said this. But when
1: we talked about Cleveland, we don't. I don't want them to play more than sixty-five games this season. Yeah, I, I don't. The only thing that matters is that team be healthy for the playoffs. That's it.
0: And that's why we both went under for Cleveland. They can Cleveland.
1: win forty-five games. You know what I mean? They can win forty-two games and make the playoffs in the East. And it just doesn't matter. They just need to make the playoffs and be healthy.
0: They need to go forty-six and thirty-six, and it's fine. I'm with you. I, I would play LeBron. Fine, totally fine. I would play him fifty games. I know that's crazy, but I, I, right. Oh, last thing. And then, then we're going to call Jacko or I'm going to call Jacko. Uh, it was really nice having Durant and Westbrook back. Kawhi ate up Durant though. It was interesting. It was just an interesting subplot. I wasn't prepared for it. Like Kawhi, like it, that it wasn't a ten eight round, but it was a hundred percent an easy ten nine round for Kawhi in that game. and, it goes back to what we said before this season. Like, Durant broke his foot. He had three surgeries on it. We have no guarantee he's going to be the same guy. He's going to have to play himself back to that level. All the stuff I was worried about with him kind of surfaced in that game.
1: Well, I, I that's funny. I I took it as a uh, – I was uh, – I don't know what the right word was. Not, not gratified. I, I liked what I saw out of him. I, I was oh. happy to see – Him so far along. I thought... Yeah, you're you're right. There's no question that Kawhi... Kawhi. Kawhi. I messed that up. Kawhi. Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi, who I am going to look at hard, 50-1 to MVP. Yeah,
0: that's stupid. Um, He's not winning the MVP. Stop. Stop with that, internet. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard's not winning the MVP. Everyone stop. I like it. No.
1: 50-1 to is nice. Stop. Um, He he ate him up, for sure. No two ways about it. But I... the, the, The... Durant... Um, can ease his way into it we gave him 20 games we gave him all the way yeah. through and, Thanksgiving and that's what ease, I'm saying ease, right ease now into
0: it. yeah I'm saying it's going to take 20-25 games and I think people were just penciling that that's the best team it's like alright let's just check in in mid-December just I, I don't want to have a conversation about their ceiling yet until I see Durant in mid-December when he works through all this stuff because I just
1: love the pace
0: it's great they and, were
1: awesome pace wise
0: and I liked uh it was interesting to see them with a competent coach it was, a, it was a little bit of a monkey wrench. was oh, like, whoa, oh, he went offense defense. Whoa. Ho oh! uh I thought that was cool. And uh, you know, Russ it's just fun having them back. I like I like watching Oklahoma Dude, that's, that's, City and Oklahoma yeah. City Spurs, that's the rivalry of the decade. It really is. They've had so they've played fun. more good games, with those such two good teams.
1: Basketball.
0: Yeah, it's the best.
1: So but, true. I I loved it.
0: The 20th best Thunder Spurs game from this decade is better than just about any other basketball game we've seen with any other two teams. It's just they, the styles have I worked forever. They, Here's my fear with the Spurs. Other than that, man, they look slow when they play Aldridge and Duncan together. I know they'll figure it out. I'm not going to worry about the Spurs, but a little plotting. A little plotting with those two together. But uh, Parker's, we knew this, different different stage of his career
1: that's just where he is now
0: different stage
1: and it still shouldn't hurt them they'll yeah. they'll adapt
0: but he's not in a game like that that was in the old days that was one of those hey tony create some plays for us and this time around say hey, Kawhi, Absolutely. let's create some plays for us it's just not it, parker's not the guy anymore so
1: all right yeah, joe, that's fine that's
0: okay joe house you're appearing at uh at the comedy yuck yucks on Friday night at 9pm and then you're at comedy bang bang at uh Saturday in DC at 10 o'clock and what your are comedy they had, special are there,
1: why are there cheese, free cheeseburger night at both of those places
0: comedy special on Netflix starting next week no no uh house as always yeah. a pleasure check out house on house from DC his twitter page and uh and that's really it because this isn't his real job he just moonlights as as uh somebody who has become a fixture on the Bill Simmons podcast, House. Talk to you soon. All right, as promised, my buddy Jacko. He, uh, it's been an interesting month for him. His his team's not in the baseball playoffs, and Giants up and down. Mm. Political convention, <laughs> or not? I mean, uh, the political debate. Yeah, definitely up and down. Uh, give us your thoughts. Give it. Get first of all, who is the leader right now? Who's getting the nomination?
2: Well. I hate to jinx it because my predictions so far in baseball have been awful this postseason. And this may be more with my heart than with my head. But I I hope and I like to think that the party will be smart enough, although that's a big leap of faith. But I'd like to think it's going to be Rubio. Oh. Marco Rubio.
0: That's good for me because me, House, and Sal, I'll have Rubio at plus 650.
2: Right. That was based on my suggestion a while ago. Yes. you know, he's he's coming up on the outside here. I mean— you know, the party is is idiotically flirting with Donald Trump and, and Ben Carson, who seems like a nice guy, but he's completely not ready to be the president of the United States. So I think cooler heads and wiser heads will prevail eventually and go with Marco Rubio when they see that he appeals to the wide-ranging demographics of the Republican Party and would make a very interesting general election candidate against Hillary, I think. So the ads younger and newer and fresher, etc.
0: Rubio is the favorite right now, plus two thirty. This is incredible. Donald Trump is your number two favorite at plus two (laughs) sixty. Ben Carson seven to one. Jeb Bush is eight to one. Ted Cruz is eight to one, and Chris Christie is eighteen to one, and has to be wondering what happened. Johnny, uh, he's got to be reeling, Mike. He's just got (laughs) to be reeling. How is he not winning this,
2: Mike? He missed his chance, his chance was to run four years ago when he was the yeah. hot ticket, and that was his time and he didn't you know he would i think he would have been the choice of most people and would have would have beaten Romney for the nomination, and for whatever reason he felt he wasn't ready or what time wasn't right or whatever, and you know basically time has passed him by now so
0: yeah i I would say <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's an understatement,
2: yeah. I mean, he was kind of – he had sort of the Trump aesthetic before before Trump became cool in terms of, like, you know, the bluster and pounding your chest and, you know, being angry. That was like his shtick, you know? And, yeah. And four years ago, that might have sold, and, you know, the Republican Party was angry about the state of the country and angry about Obama. and That was his really his time to grab the brass ring, and when he didn't do it, you know, time has passed him by. He's got the – bridge thing, which I think is sort of a non-controversy controversy, but Republicans hate him because after Superstorm Sandy, he basically like attached himself to President Obama at the hip and people thought, Republicans thought he was sort of overly, I don't know what the right word is, but overly solicitous of Obama and like mm. way too close with him and everything else. And that really sort of tarnished his image in a big, huge way.
0: It w- it wasn't the massive scandal that didn't tarnish his image?
2: Well, a massive scandal. I mean, you know, some people on his staff closed down a bridge. I mean, you know, let's take it easy in terms of massive, massive scandal. And I don't really love Christie. I don't know why I'm defending him, but um, that thing was so overhyped and overblown. It was ridiculous.
0: Well, wasn't a big part of it about everybody trying to figure out if he knew about it or not? Because that's always the cover up's worse than the scandal every time.
2: It always is, yeah. And you know, they wanted to screw around with some mayor that didn't endorse them, and so they made some traffic on a bridge. And and you know, yeah. Okay, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't play around unless the bridge really needs to be closed. Obviously, you shouldn't use government to get even with your enemies, political or otherwise. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's much worse things that have been done by by other people. And it's because he was perceived as you know, a rising political star and, uh, and the media was, you know, geared to take him out. And so they blew it all up. I'd find it hard to believe quite frankly, that he didn't know about it. I mean, he's a pretty, seems like a pretty hands-on guy and yeah. seems like he could be fairly aggressive as a boss. So I wouldn't want to be doing things against his will, but I, I think to date there hasn't been any proof that he's done anything.
0: You know, um, I was watching the seventies on CNN and yeah. they had basically a whole Nixon episode. The Mm seventies is pretty mediocre, but still totally watchable. It's every one of them. I recommend I never, okay, you never leave them going. What an amazing hour. I can't wait to tell my grandkids about that show, but they're all watchable. The music one's probably the best one. The TV one's pretty good, but they do a whole Nixon show. And I was thinking like, and you and I both love Watergate. Like we, we both went through our Watergate phases once upon a time, but, um, the part when Nixon starts firing attorney generals yeah and he fires one and then he wants the other one he's got hiring them because that guy has to go then fire people but the guy's like no I'm not going to do that so he fires that guy and then he brings in Robert Bork Robert Bork's like sure I'll fire well it was,
2: that was the solicitor general yeah they yeah. They were. He wanted him to fire the special prosecutor. Yeah, and then the attorney general resigned, and then he was basically trying to find anybody that would take the job eventually. To
0: to fire him, and Robert Bork's like, Yeah, okay, so I I get to be the attorney general, right? I was thinking, like, how great would that be during the era of social media if that whole thing had transpired that night? That would. (laughs) <laughs> Can you imagine like Twitter oh, yeah. trying to cover it would have that?
2: broken down the internet, yeah things were it, it, things there was a simpler time back then you could do a lot more really you get away with a lot more in the days of when there was no Facebook and twitter
0: uh in they, a lot of ways that's a good example of the cover up i, I that's probably your watershed example of the cover the cover up yeah being, that's uh, the
2: yeah that's the first example of that, like the cover up is always worse than the crime and politicians and business executives and whoever else sports people never quite realize that that's the they've never learned that lesson that that's a lot worse than the underlying you know whatever issue is so
0: so you have so you have Rubio as the favorite when you're watching these debates yeah as as you know a devout republican who's right hoping things are going to turn out well for like what is your state of mind like are you drinking during these things oh my god angry are you by yourself uh, what's going on
2: I was no for for this most recent one I was uh I was with my wife. We put our kids to bed early and I was kind of flipping between the World Series and the debate which is why I had dreams about Pete Rose asking me about the capital gains tax which was very confusing. <laughs> but uh I basically watched mo- we basically watched most of the debate more debate than the World Series. So yes, we were drinking wine and I was basically yelling at the TV and drinking and um yeah. It's like a sporting event, basically.
0: Who would who would scare you more as, as the Republican nominee, Trump or Pete Rose?
2: <laughs> I would actually vote for Pete Rose before <laughs> I, I would too. vote for Trump.
0: <laughs> I like Pete Rose. the The rain delay last Friday was one of the random great TV moments in a while. It was just so fortuitous because it was a great game. And then all of a sudden there's this 35-minute rain delay and kind of America all realized at the same time, like, Holy shit, A-Rod and Pete Rose are on live TV just ad-libbing right now.
2: Pete well, Rose, you know what? The, the Really, the transcendent star of this postseason has been A-Rod, who's fantastic on television. He's really good. I he's, mean, fantastic. Like he, he's, he's like great. a pro. He's like a young Jim Nance. Like whoever the host is brings him in, and then he, A-Rod turns to the rest of the panel. Like, I know. It's like he's got production value. He's he's amazing at how good he is. And Pete Rose is basically like your drunk uncle at Thanksgiving. He's no idea. He was just babbling. And the other night he was berating Rule Abanez because he was on, on the Phillies team that lost to the Yankees in the two thousand nine World Series. And he's just like, "Did you win in Little League?" <laughs> Killed rule Abadiez because he was on two World Series losers. Abadiez looked kind of bummed out, but I get the feeling that they all love Pete Rose. Like he must <laughs> totally. be the ultimate clubhouse guy, and he must just have a billion stories. And he like loves Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. He's yeah. always turning to him like to laugh along with him. And you can tell they love Pete Rose.
0: Well, if you're Pete Rose, you're you're super excited because you just spent like the last fifteen years at. A $7 lunch place outside of the casino where you've just been gambling for 20 hours a day. And now right. all of a sudden you're with like human beings who have jobs and a good production crew. And it's got to, he's just got to be uplifted the whole time <laughs> by the whole experience. He's not talking he's to like Jimmy like the, the
2: Shark. He's Yeah, uh, outside of the Binion Sport book, he's like happy to be anywhere else.
0: He's not talking to like Jimmy the Shark who's eating chicken fingers and spilling barbecue sauce on his tux.
2: It's yeah. great TV, because when they go to him, I'm like, oh, God, what's he going to say? Because anything could come out of his mouth. Like, he could be completely politically incorrect, like, given the era he grew up in and yeah. living in baseball clubhouses. So you're kind of excited, but you're also kind of nervous for Pete. Like, please, Pete, don't don't say, like, a racial slur or something. Like, just <laughs> right. don't, Pete. You know, F-bomb. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm always worried about that, too. The producers, that he must be, like, on a 25-second delay, and that seven seconds is not, <laughs> right. like, enough time to react.
0: Yeah, you eat, like they'll, they'll bring up some hitter and be like,
2: "Yeah, that reminds me in
0: 1968 when I was balls deep and <laughs> beep, Like <they're> just beeping. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It's> not,
0: <laughs> I love Pete Rose is the definition of, and, and this is a lesson that people have forgotten with sports on television is that when I don't know what you're gonna say. That's yeah. always the best TV. If I'm on the edge of my seat because you might cross 17 lines, that's that's where you want to be as a sports <laughs> studio show. I think they should let him drink on the show. I think that he should uh, have it- like a 40.
2: They definitely should, and Pete would be down with that. You could just see that look in his eye. Yeah, he's, he's something else.
0: Actually, we, we to be fair, Pete probably is down with that. He might have something under the desk. Yeah,
2: there's a flask under his desk. There's no question about it. It was
0: so great on during the rain delay on Friday. Pete got confused why they were going so long, and he was just kind of staring past the camera. I said it was like somebody staring at a, a uh, watching a blackjack table in Vegas to see if a seat was going to open. He was just kind of drifting off. And as you said, A Rod's like probably the greatest athlete who's ever done TV. Nobody, no athlete's ever been more polished right away on TV than A Rod. He's like a savant.
2: <laughs> he's really good. It's he's, scary how good he is. I watched it the other night and he was just like, he's a natural.
0: You know, it reminds me of Tom Cruise, where the, or like Travolta, these people who are just kind of living a lie in their lives for whatever's going on with them. Right. And they're able to summon this public persona that's, it's like they're playing an actor. So A-Rod goes into these, this, this sports TV studio thing. And it's like, he's playing an actor who's playing an athlete on television. And it's like, he studied the nuances of it. And now he's performing his craft on the show. Like, I don't feel like that's A-Rod. a the, no, A-Rod, I, the I actual don't know. person. He's... I don't know. Is there an actual A-Rod person?
2: No, there's not. It's, it's, there's, there's not this right. athlete that was just—he's been so fine-tuned by Scott Boris and all of his team, yeah—and so programmed, like what are the good corporate speak answers to give and the safe answers that he—he's just embodied that now. He's just become that.
0: He's like the Manchurian like candidate. He's the Manchurian candidate. That's right. <laughs> he's got a chip in his head. Scott he's Boris great is telling at analyzing him what to analyzing
2: baseball, say. though. Like he really I mean, is the way he breaks down stuff and pitching and they brought him in in the middle of the game the other day. and just like to talk about, I forgot who he was talking about. If it was Quato or if it was, um, if it was DeGrom, it would have been DeGrom and he was like breaking down and like, Oh my God, it was like scary how good he was.
0: And you know, having done TV, the five man studio crew is like the seventh circle of hell. Like they did that to us a couple of times on countdown. It's the worst. You, you, basically you have four people not talking at all times it's so hard to do and nobody knows where to look and there's no way to have a conversation you can't jump in it's horrendous and yet when they had those five guys on it was actually pretty good yeah because pete rose is like he's just a white he's as you said he's like the uncle at thanksgiving like it doesn't he doesn't even need to be in the conversation it's fun to watch him anyway and it really was A Rod and Nick Kowski. The Kevin Burkhart was great. He's awesome. He's mm-hmm. Joe Buck should be so scared of Kevin Burkhart. It's a total Jim Nance Brent Musburger, 1989 situation. Just lingering. <laughs> like a, Joe Buck's just gonna get the axe and not know what happened. But uh but it was the conversation was good, and the best part of all of it, other than the twenty seven funniest Pete Rose moments, were when uh at one point they're talking about the clutch gene with like Hosmer. And Nick, did you see this? Nikowski turns to A-Rod. He's like, and A-Rod, I mean, is there a clutch gene? And you know he just wanted to say, because you don't fucking have it, (laughs) A-Rod. But he didn't. But he was thinking it. And then America was thinking it. It was awesome. I loved it. (laughs) A-Rod, is there a clutch gene? I mean, you would know, right? Because you don't have it.
2: Well the other part I like about the broadcast is when they bring Arod in and one of the guys in the booth for some inexplicable reason is Tom Verducci. Yeah. And Tom Verducci wrote Joe Torrey's book, which Joe Torrey then went on Francesca admitted he'd never read. And in <laughs> it, it he referred to he had this whole section about how Arod was like single white female with cheater. Yeah. And this whole thing about jeans, and how he was just like a stalker and he wanted to be like Cheater. You know, basically like just kill rod in the book. And that was a whole big controversy. It was all over the post and the daily news and a whole big thing. And now they're like working together like, hey, Tom, hey, Alex, how's it going? That must be really awkward.
0: That's true. It can't be nearly as awkward as doing TV with a guy who got banned from baseball for betting on it, though. That's got to be awkward, too.
2: (laughs) They never can ask Pete Rose, who do you like tonight, Pete? No, they really can't. I've died
0: for it every show. Pete, if you had to, gun to your head, who would you bet on to this one?
2: Yeah. I like Pete. Though. Pete's so old school. There was thing, a couple weeks ago where I forget who the guy was. The guy got a concussion. He's like, what's he sitting out for? Get in there.
0: He's the best. <laughs>
2: he's
0: I wish ready. Pete Rose was here right now.
2: I do, too. You should get him on the podcast.
0: Do you think he'd show up in a tux?
2: <laughs> I think he would wear his weird all-white Cincinnati Reds hat that he's seen, he's always seen it in public. He's got would- the Cincinnati Reds hat. It's like white on white.
0: I would be afraid to do a podcast with A-Rod because even just watching him on TV, I find myself liking him, which is
2: You said that on Twitter. Yeah. Excellent.
0: It's really everything that I never wanted to happen with my life is to like A-Rod. I always felt like very comfortable in my, I don't like A-Rod and nothing will ever threaten this corner.
2: I wonder if Fox would like to buy out the last year of his contract from the Yankees because I'm sure they'd listen to offers.
0: Johnny, serious question. A-Rod and, yes. Pete Ro- A-Rod and Pete Rose decide they're going to run for the Republican nomination.
2: <laughs> no, A-Rod as the president,
0: Pete Rose as your vice president. Yeah. Would you rather have that than Donald Trump?
2: Oh, God, yeah. Without a question, absolutely. I would rather go and get a, like the, a homeless guy screaming on the street corner than Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm not sure there's much of a difference, quite frankly. Every time Donald Trump comes on TV, and it says leading, leading Republican nominee or whatever, you know, leading the polls. I I really want to, like, jump out of a window. What about you don't know what it's like. It's so it makes me so despondent.
0: Well, it feels like what it was like when Rick Pitino ran the Celtics, but much worse because the future of the country could be at stake.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you just, wa- I mean, I don't understand. Like I said, last time I was on the podcast, I feel like I'm living in a crazy town. I don't understand how anybody could watch him for more than 10 seconds and not see what a complete imbecile and con man he is. Yeah. And yet people, and then I watch these people and they're waving signs and they're like actively going to a place to hear him. I, I just, I just don't get it. I've never felt more alienated from my fellow man or fellow Republican than-, than when I see people support him. I just did not get it.
0: You could move, you could move to like Canada. To uh, they just elected
2: like a half a communist, though, so that doesn't really help me out, unfortunately.
0: What about Cuba? Cuba's hot.
2: They have actual communists there. Uh, I could get in on the ground floor, of Cuba, as it <laughs> opens up, right?
0: What if Donald Trump said Pete Rose was going to be his running mate? Would that change things or no?
2: That would warm up. Yeah, that would make me warm up to him slightly, but I'm not sure if it would make me warm up enough.
0: I feel like we're going to look back at this podcast fondly because Pete Rose is almost definitely going to get fired this weekend for some terrible <laughs> moment of television.
2: There's not a question.
0: He's going to drop a C-bomb toward Raul O'Banez for no reason. Just that's it. Just, the, the, Remember so the
2: old Saturday Night Live skit where they had Goat Boy and they would have these guys with like electric <laughs> cattle prods standing by in case Goat Boy resorted to being a goat? They, they must have that right off camera for Pete Rose, right?
0: No question. No Two guys
2: no. with like some sort of electrical device, a taser, just to take Pete down. We start screaming obscenities and racial slurs and, and starts cursing Faye Vincent.
0: I think they pay him in scratch cards. I don't even think they give him a paycheck. I just think they give him those $25 scratch cards. Give him like hundred of them. Here, Pete. That's what he does during the breaks when they're not on TV. He just has a quarter. He's just scratching cards.
2: They probably have a monitor off screen and it's just like the fifth race at Santa Anita. So he could just look over at that. Calms him down.
0: You know, <laughs> you know, it was a great moment when, when, uh, they said Pete was trending on Twitter on Friday night and A-Rod got off a great joke. He, was, did you see that part?
2: A-Rod's no, like, no.
0: They, they're like, Pete Rose, you're trending on Twitter right now. And A-Rod's like, Pete, trust me. It's never good to trend on Twitter. And everybody <laughs> laughed. It's like, whoa, A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> the new chip in his head is really working.
2: Oh my God, it's good. It's great to see America is going to embrace Arold again. I he think he might that... end up with a farewell tour like Jeter had. Now you know, re- redeem himself.
0: I think the Mets are screwed.
2: Uh, I think they are too, and and it's ironic because they they made the Cubs look ridiculous with uh, mm. their pitching, and then they ran into a team that's like the best fastball hitting team in the major leagues. Which yeah. is really incredible. Like when you think about of all the odds, like the one team they play is a team that is unaffected by fastballs.
0: that they had and to their win. pitchers
2: seem like they're psyched out about it because they throw like a. I th- well, one, I think their the, the statistics have borne out that their velocity is down, so those guys might be getting tired. But I think it's gotten into their heads because the Royals fall off a lot of good fastballs, and they're like, yeah. "God, I can't throw up by this guy," you know.
0: It the the DeGrom game too reminded me of the Arietta game too in the last series where you just have to win like you can't lose that game and then expect yeah, you're going to win the series you know like they win that it's 1-1 we're going back to Shea it's fine Citi Field whatever the hell it's called now um, it, it, I really do feel like the announcers jinx Bartolo Colon in game one though because he comes in and they're and Harold Reynolds and Verducci were just in a contest to talk about how he could throw all night I mean, he can do yeah. this all night. He can throw all night. If I was a Mets fan, I would have been going absolutely batshit. I really, I would have gone. I would have been so mad. It's like, why, why do you guys keep telling me Bartolo Colon's going to throw all night? You know, he's now going to give up a run, right? But I uh, think
2: they jinx Familia too. Totally. Because they talking about how locked down he was and he, you know, unhittable, and and then, boom, it gets hit.
0: Sal called that on Monday's pot. It was amazing. And you know how you like you know your baseball team more than like your own family and your wife. You just know yeah. every every fault it has. You just deep down you know inside. And Sal was like, "I'm worried about familia in game one. I'm worried about a bigger stage. I'm just it's something about it scares me." And I I didn't think it was going to be Gordon though. I didn't think he was getting a homer. Yeah. I
2: Thought he was going to get yeah, on
0: base, but I didn't. I I was shocked that that when he just cranked that one.
2: Well, they got a couple guys on in the bottom of the eighth, and he got through it. I was like, well, that might have been it. He dodged the bullet there, and then it's just going to be – he'll shut them down in the ninth. But
0: They need the momentum win of – they need to win tonight, obviously. No question. Yeah, like They'll probably win tonight. But they need, like, a game four, like, down 5-2 in the eighth. You know, two guys get on, and then, like, the huge Scott Brocious in 2001-type yeah. momentum shifting homer. And, yeah. Uh, and then that's what they need they need cuz even if the royals lose tonight they're not going to be that worried yet but they if the momentum shifts and now the royals are starting to get flashbacks to last year then that then that's their chance
2: yep definitely and guard has got to come out and throw a gem. but the other problem they have is they haven't they haven't hit it all the mets Cespedes has been nowhere and, and Murphy you knew Murphy couldn't keep that up nah. that was like a that's a fluky streak hot streak that was great they'll take it they'll ride it into the World Series but you knew he wasn't that wasn't going to carry through in another series yeah that Daniel sure. Murphy
0: alright Johnny we'll uh, we'll check in with you when's the next debate
2: is that well, it I think it's uh, like the November November 10th I believe
0: oh that's next week no that's a, well two, a like week two a weeks all right. Yeah,
2: my wife and I will have to get some more alcohol, and I'll have to be get my restraints on so I don't not screaming and ranting as much at the TV. And it'll be good.
0: Well, don't forget, you. There's always the possibility of Rodriguez and Rose in 2016. So I'll keep,
2: Just keep keep hope keep alive. It in your back
0: pocket. Jacko, <laughs> as always, a pleasure. We will talk to you soon. All
2: right, take care.
0: All right, bye bye. Uh, before we go, I want to thank HBO, who is giving me a television show that launches next spring but in the meantime check out the hbo now app because it's awesome and you can now have hbo without having cable or satellite you can watch all the new shows as they come you can get ready for game of thrones in march or april probably early april and more importantly all the kirby enthusiasms are on there and if you don't think i'm having an all kirby enthusiasm podcast soon because i've been watching them and uh the Gilbang episode has a special place in my heart. I might d- do a whole podcast about that one, but um, anyway, enjoy the weekend. Check out billsimmonspodcast.com to catch up on all the podcasts uh, that you missed. Stitcher, get ready for that. Coming on Stitcher, next week we have a full slate of stuff coming. And Oh, we about this bitch. All right. Anytime y'all want to see me again. Enjoy the weekend. We this track right here. Close your eyes. And picture me rolling